Hello, listeners. Welcome to AC's Random Measure Podcast. My name's Calvin. And my name's Alex. Today, we are going to talk about Apple. Calvin recently got himself a MacBook Air, even though I told him to resist the temptation. So, I'm curious if you're liking your MacBook Air so far. Well, to be honest, I like it. And you know my my opinion about Apple. Like, that they are a, a scummy company that doesn't really care about... Well, laws regarding warranty or repairing their own devices, you know? Yeah, so that's why I was so surprised when you told me that you were just going to get a MacBook Air. I thought for a second they converted you to the dark side. No, I still hate Tim Cook. I still hate Apple for their how they deal with customers and well how they repair or or what they call a refurbished device. You know, I, I repair those... Uh, macbooks in my free time i also had some that were renewed by apple and looked like terrible like how they uh repaired stuff and and all anyways i like this macbook because it really outperforms my pc in some ways uh, only in some ways Let's let's just look at how energy efficient it is. Like my PC needs like 400 watts, while my this MacBook only needs like 15 watts for doing the same tasks, and this is really surprising to me. Well, you are comparing your PC, which has like graphics cards and more components in it. If you think about it in yeah. that sense. But I mean, even so, I, I will say it is impressive, like how little wattage they can get those computers to use. Did I mention that it has sixteen hours of battery life? Uh, you had mentioned to me, you've mentioned that to me before, yeah. But that's still mm-hmm. that's still really impressive. I know my laptop would never last that long. My Windows well, okay, one. the sixteen hours are, are the numbers by Apple, so they are definitely made up. So I think it'll, I will get around twelve hours of battery life just by watching stuff on YouTube or something, and maybe one hour of actively doing something. Yeah, I'm curious on how they like get that measurement because you can do so many different things that are more power consuming than other things. But I mean, even so that's still a really impressive number. And you know, all numbers that Apple releases are uh, some kind of values that you will never have in real life, which makes me hate them even more. Sounds like what every tech company does. They always, or even Um, car companies, they, they kind of fudge Um, those numbers too. Blackberry was actually honest about their numbers and Nokia. Well, Nokia, when they were working on the Lumias, not 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 the new Android smartphones. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I was really surprised. Like, I will say, for me, it's a similar thing. I really don't like Apple, and I I really don't like the fanboy stuff that comes with that mm. platform too. I mean, I will say their products are nice. Like, I've I've tried MacBook Pros before. And, um, you know, they're nice to use, but I could just never see myself getting one. Mm -hmm. I was actually kind of the same for a very long time, too. But now that I have one that I actually had the time to get used to it and try everything, I can see the the reason why people pay money for 
pay that much amount of money for such a device. You know, on the paper, the specs are worse than most Windows laptops. But yeah, this this new M1 chip from Apple, their their own ARM chip really outperforms like an i9 that they had in 2019, which is incredible, like really incredible that it outperforms such an expensive high-performance CPU. It is. And I remember originally we were going to talk about Intel CPUs mm-hmm. uh, and like how they've fallen off a little bit. I mean, they still, you were saying they still do relatively well in other tests compared to like AMD and such. But mm-hmm. I'm no, I mean, it's no surprise that a company who makes their own hardware can make something that's really tailored for everything they have instead of using third-party components and making them work together. Mm-hmm. They do have like ultimate control over their systems type of thing. Like even mm-hmm. if you get like a pre-built Windows computer, it's not the same thing because it's still like third-party companies and third-party parts and stuff like that. It's not one cohesive experience like uh, when you get something from Apple. Yeah, and I think that's why people pay the money for it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they they like to have everything from one hand, and you know, from from my project that I run in my free time, I am actually in contact with some people who are working for like creatives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those entrepreneurs that who uh, well work as freelance designers. Uh, reliability that it just works. They can well rely on on a device, and that they get help in like. 24 hours if they ever have a problem oh yeah macbooks like those are way more stable than something like windows i mean recently Uh... windows for me just killed itself like the files got corrupted so you just don't have like that same i mean i guess it's possible on mac os like for Um, something like that to be honest i actually had had quite the number of os bugs but still it's not as rough as windows and it every time it recovered itself yeah that's good to see i mean like you said i get the appeal as well for something like macbook especially if you're not like a diehard computer person like you you aren't going to be running windows or linux or something like that that's real easy for i know my friend uses a macbook pro just for editing and, and he likes the interface and he likes how it lays out stuff so i mean there is an appeal for its simplicity in design and its functionality definitely they they have perfected that and they've gained that corner of the market who wants that type of computer. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I really like this thing because it, it gives me, like, as I said before, those maybe 10 hours of battery life. And I, I can actually recharge it from a power bank, which only outputs five volts so i don't need one of those expensive qualcomm quick charge enabled power banks oh interesting uh i was gonna ask uh what's the things you don't like about it though uh (laughs) a lot of things like for example when i touch the screen (laughs) it gets fingerprints wow uh captain obvious right here so (laughs) when i try to wipe those fingerprints the surface below where the fingerprint was gets kind of blue and i'm not sure if that's some kind of coating that i wiped off but anyways i 
have never seen a device doing such a thing. I remember you had sent me that, and I was like, "That's that's weird," because like, wh- why would they want to put a coating on a screen? You know, those screens are going to get fingerprinted or dirty, and you're going to have to clean them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like do they have just a coating for like storage or something, and then once you get it, you're supposed to clean it yourself, maybe? Or I'm not they sure. Don't state anything like that anywhere. So I'm not sure. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, that seems kind of weird. Um, they still have their have the same design flaws. I mean, from my perspective, their design flaws, like this coating that they only have two uh, Thunderbolt 3 ports, uh, which is actually kind of surprising that they have real Thunderbolt ports. You know, Thunderbolt is an Intel technology, so they must have Intel chips in here, even though it's running on their own uh, CPU you know how you need an ex- an extra PCIe card for an AMD uh, PC to have Thunderbolt. You can't just uh, put a Thunderbolt three header on your mo- on your motherboard. Oh, interesting! I-, I had no idea about that. All I knew is that Apple had used the Thunderbolt ports, and you mm. normally wouldn't find that like on a on a Windows PC. Mm. Well, it- it's some laptops have one. Only the the very expensive ones. Anyways, yeah. Another thing that I just really don't like is they have no fan on this thing. As I told you before, when I was running the Blackmagic Raw speed test, it got around eighty to ninety degrees Celsius, which is a lot. That is crazy. And there's not even a intake or a fan in between the hinges of the computer because I have seen well, that on other it computers. It has no fan. It has Yeah, hold on. The the 2020 M1 MacBook Air has no fan. It's completely passively cooled. I actually took it apart <laughs> like 30 minutes after I got it while it was installing some updates and and t- took a look at it. They have a massive heat pipe. But that's it. That's crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. my gaming laptop that i have now it's not like the best you know you can't like, compare those yeah well even so i mean it's not the best gaming laptop it's a, it's a lower end but i i wanted it because it has like a graphics card so if i if i needed it for processes like that i mean even it has a fan but it's in the hinges which i don't prefer because it's like it really wouldn't get the best intake of air out of there but regardless mm-hmm. like it's crazy to me that they're building these laptops for these processes like editing or whatever and they don't have fans on there like to me that seems like a huge design flaw that's going to really shorten the lifespan of the computer well to be honest if i were to use this thing for editing on my project i i give this thing like one year of lifespan until uh i mean before the whole die just dies Seriously, man. Do you remember the Red Wing of Death? That plagued Xboxes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes. And to be honest, I just can't wait to see something like that on MacBooks again. You know, the 2011 or 2012 MacBook Pro had something similar, where a part of the GPU would just disintegrate from the motherboard. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. And... There are definitely some design flaws on this thing. Another thing that I just really don't like is I paid 999 US for this. I got 
which is uh, actually a discounted price from the usual 1,129 uh, euros because I bought it on Amazon and Amazon has it discounted. I don't know why, but well, I got it for cheap, so that's good. You could build normal desktop PC with this money, which would outperform this thing, definitely. But you wouldn't get the portability and the the 16 hours of battery life. Plus, you would never get a thing or a device with the same amount of performance with just a 15 watts TDP. It's just impossible. Yeah, that is true. There are no CPUs. I, I could see the 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 positive aspects in that regard but i mean i'm assuming you could probably get a laptop just a windows based one around for that same well, price and still get like more performance i'm assuming i've actually seen a video about this where someone put a amd ryzen 4th gen laptop cpu on a motherboard which is basically a laptop motherboard but with desktop Spe uh, specifications like it it was the atx thingy but with a laptop uh, socket so he basically had a laptop cpu <laughs> in a desktop so well he had around the same performance but like 15 or 20 percent less but it wasn't portable and you wouldn't get this configuration in laptop right Interesting. That's interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it. They even so. I think we could say that Apple loves to overprice their stuff just because. Oh, it's Apple. You know, like the 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 components in there doesn't really justify the price tag for that much. But um, mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, people will pay for it. The people that pay for this probably like the <laughs> like the Apple ecosystem. So. I can understand why people pay for it, as I said. You know, I can mute all my all the devices that are linked to my iCloud account with one button press. Like, I can press the function uh, 6 key and it mutes my iPad, uh, my, non, my non-existent uh, iPhone and uh, Apple Watch with just one button press. Those little features are crazy to me to think about. Definitely. But another thing that I really don't like is, well, first of all, you need to agree to the terms of service. You are not informed that personalized ads are turned on. Well, actually, you are being notified about that if you were to read the 300 pages of privacy terms, but no one does that. So you would need to go to the settings and you know windows at least tells the the end user about that that there's something activated and gives you the option to disable it in the setup process but apple does not so i am well i'm i'm not surprised but i was well okay i was surprised but also not surprised by the fact that Apple does that. I mean, they say, yeah, we value your privacy and I'm not going to sell your data and stuff. But at the same time, they pull off this. Yeah, I was going to say that's really weird because just recently they had updated uh, iOS where every app has to ask for your permission to get your advertising ID or something like that. Uh, mm. 
it's... I don't know. I don't really use iOS anymore. Yeah, it was recent, and it's really hurting uh, apps like Facebook because that's their whole premise is getting people's mm-hmm. information to sell off to advertisers. And it's weird to see that on iOS, they're taking that steps to block apps doing that. But mm-hmm. it seems like even on their e- own ecosystem, they're still trying to get our our information to, for advertisements. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a just a PR move they're trying because they're pretty hypocritical in that regard. Mm-hmm. And people are saying that it was most likely done so they can make themselves look better in the Apple versus Epic court case right now. And it's quite possible. But I, I find mm-hmm. that a worrying sign yeah because they always are about privacy our privacy but they um, don't seem to care I in that feel... regard i'm sorry for interrupting you but i kind of feel like they i don't know but it feels like they are trying to uh, appear as the good guys and just pointing out that there's something which is trying to access your private data while they appear as the good guys that just value the the privacy of the end user while they're actually not you know the the whole thing about apple's hardware design is it is that um it's basically a black box you know the t2 security ship on on macbooks no one has any idea about what it does uh what i told you before about the uh, intel management engine MacBooks have similar security flaws where they can basically get hacked via the Thunderbolt 3 ports, which is an actual security flaw that all Thunderbolt devices share. So some phones are actually affected as well, where just one cable plugged into the port can uh, unlock the hardware level, the encryption. That's crazy to me. And no surprise that's an Intel issue because they've always seemed to have issues like that. I mean, the Meltdown Inspector was literally the issue we're going to talk about in this podcast, but we did not. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Well, at least getting back to Apple, uh, yeah, they always try to make themselves look like the good guy, huh. like they're for the end user. But then when you look at their practices, like what you just said right now, uh, yeah. where they're using their advertising data or how they treat customers when it comes to repairs and stuff like that, they're really scummy. And yeah, that's, they are. that's why I don't like the fanboyism around because all companies do have fanboys. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But with Apple, it's like so rampant and it's almost like they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to think that people put this much faith into a company that shows that they don't give a crap about their end user at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people who are Apple users that I talk to about this, those issues with, that I have to, with the company um, actually say that it's bad, but they are not going to to change because it just works. I think we talked about this before in one of our other podcasts, but people don't want to change something as long as their situation isn't negatively impacted by something. So there are they must be somehow affected by something before someone's going to change something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of times in, in like, let's say, governments or something, a law won't <laughs> yeah. change until something bad happens. And, and then they're like, oh, wait, now we should change that. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, you have to be aware when you're on the internet and stuff that you're going to lose some of that privacy. I think we're all aware of that, especially if we want things for free. Like, if you want to use Facebook, you have you almost have to give up that you are data. The product. Yeah, you ha- you people have to realize that. But I think the thing is, is some people are getting too comfortable with it, and I know I'm somewhat guilty of that too. Uh, like you're using say, Edge, you dingus. Yes, I know you're going to bring that up. I am using Edge, and you had said that that was the probably one of the most privacy invasive browser browsers. Uh, it is next to Yandex. Yeah. The, the the browser of a Russian government, which is, uh, never mind, that's not the topic of this podcast. <laughs> but regardless, oh, I have yeah. a wonderful idea for the next podcast, Alex's browsing habits. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, regardless, yeah, so I know that I am complacent in some of those respects. I mean, I will definitely go behind those people who are asking for more privacy in the internet. You know, that is important stuff. But these people do seem to be way too complacent with it. Oh, another thing. I totally forgot about that because I got used to that. This MacBook costs around 1,000 euros. And you can't change anything. Uh, you can't change the RAM. I mean, you can't upgrade it by yourself. And you can't upgrade the uh, CPU or the flash storage. I just wanted to point this out because... I, if I were to buy one of those PCs, I, I would like to know that before I buy it. I mean, of course, I, I knew about it. We didn't have had practices like this some years ago, where everything was still accessible and replaceable by the end user. Oh, yeah. I'm not happy about how Apple locks their stuff down. There's no reason for that. They just do it because yep. they, they can get that last bit of yeah. control out of their users. <laughs> yes, because they can get away with that. Which, which doesn't make it any better. Yeah, it will be interesting to see in the future with right to repair, see how Apple gets impacted by it because I would love to see them completely get screwed over by right to repair after all this scummy stuff they've done to businesses and such. Hmm. Like Louis Rossman, how, how much it's backlash good. he's had trying to fix Apple products and stuff. So I hope uh... that Apple will at least get it back one day one day at least something will in that respect will will have to force them to change to be honest i don't think the higher ups will even know about this well i mean you can't beat law at the end of the day so if there's laws that come out and and the thing is as we've seen in, in my state of massachusetts the right to repair for at least vehicles passed with like a pretty majority vote and that was it was a couple of years ago that was voted on so now car manufacturers have to let third party companies repair or possibly fix like electronic stuff in there that they originally just wouldn't have access to so Aww. there is change happening in that respect so i'm really interested to see how this will impact the tech world when the law finally catches up to it and apple is yeah. a big component of this and and other companies are jumping on so if we can nip this in the butt as quick as possible, we can get back to maybe being able to change that stuff in, in a Mac now. We won't be so locked down. There is no reason to lock something that much down. There just isn't. Well, the thing is, Apple says and fortifies this with providing, well, 
security as in security of the data and providing a safe product for the end user. You know, all the noobs are going to believe this. Yeah, because, well, a lot of people who are buying Apple products are not really like the most tech savvy, I guess. So they'll they'll eat up those those phrases, those. Um, yeah, they'll be convinced by that stuff. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with right to repair, but I hope that laws will be passed in the future that uh, stops this stuff from happening. Um, especially since like Apple Repair, it's not like they're reputable and the stuff. They've been shown to oh. to have false like positives about particular things that break on a system, or they don't repair the system. They give you a new system, or they can't get your data from your old system. Oh, that, which that's... is actually illegal in in Germany. Amazon is actually receiving a lawsuit from one of the higher courts in in Germany because an investigative journalist pointed out that they have some kind of destroy centers where customer returned products are being destroyed because they don't uh, want to have the expenses for personnel that checks returned products. And things like this really make me angry and to be honest i knew about this i knew that um another large german brand that i will not uh say by the name here because they know that that i know about this um they actually destroyed their return products as well and i'm assuming apple is probably doing the same thing as well which is so well hold on actually as i said before the renewed macbooks that i had to repair some time ago well they someone actually opened those up and worked on them so interesting someone did something so it's it's not much (laughs) so what's what's your opinion on on macbooks after hearing my opinion about them well I have used MacBooks in my high school when we did like video editing for the video mm. yearbook. So the the thing is, is I really just don't like them. Is the is the OS great? Yes, it's a good OS, uh, but I don't like the the hardware it's design. Based? Well, because it's just fast. It's simple. Like if you need to get stuff done, it's good for that. I mean. Uh-huh. I don't I I don't like prefer it over Windows, but I still I still do like the Mac OS. But especially with their newer keyboards and such like that, like I cannot stand using that computer just because of its keyboard. You're pressing like huh. nothing. And when and and that seems like a small thing, like, oh, why would I care about the keyboard? But I'm typing uh, a it's a big thing. It it, uh, yeah, it really I'm is typing a, big a lot thing. as well. It really is a big and, thing, and that one thing really, and plus like other things like it not being able to cool or whatever, stuff like that is what really draws me away from MacBook products and such. And the other issues like how they just don't care about end users and and stuff like that. So, like if if you were to choose, you can't fortify using a MacBook on an ethical basis. That's for sure. Yes, I think both for me ethically and how i feel about the like how how the macbooks are designed i just don't like it in that regard so for me like as much as there are positives to to those computers there's just too many negatives for me that i just can't overlook 
I will stick. I will continue to stick with my Windows-based computers and laptops. That that will be it. For I me. agree. <laughs> I agree. This thing's amazing for for editing or something, but it just doesn't beat a good Windows or even a great Linux system. That's for sure. Mm. I mean, it's it's actually really bloated. You remember the applications that I told you about before? For example, the the music app. You can't delete it. Well, I mean, even Windows 10 has some of those apps too, which are pretty annoying. Uh, you can delete them, but... And break Windows in the process? <laughs> yeah, you actually do. Yeah, try deleting Cortana. That might go well. <laughs> <laughs> but um... well, Hold on. Actually, Cortana is, is, is just a package that you actually can delete. Oh yeah, that's true. Probably now in, in the in the newer Windows of newer versions of Windows 10, but when they when Cortana and Search used to be combined, like getting rid of Cortana, I think was a bigger issue. Oh, do you know what what most annoying thing is? If you were to open Cortana, it will just stay open in your taskbar. Like oh, you yes. you have a Cortana.exe uh, process, and uh, whenever you Alt tap, you you tap into Cortana, and that's so annoying. Yes, I've seen that, especially on the, I believe, task view, when you can switch in between mm. the different desktop things. I always see it every time I click on it. I get so pissed off at myself for clicking on it. Like, God damn it. Oh, Cortana. that's another. That's actually another thing that I like about the MacBook. It has, like, multiple desktops, just as Windows has. It's way more intuitive, and it just blends so perfectly into with the touchpad gestures. Um, oh, also the keyboard is, well, has backlight. No RGB though, but I mean, this isn't for FPS anyway, so that's okay. Well, we have talked a lot about Apple for this podcast, so thanks for listening to the podcast, and we hope you tune in again.